Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 505. Today we're going to take a look at Celestia. This is a new game from Black Rock Editions as well as other publishers. This is actually an update to a game that I quite enjoy called Cloud Nine, which I've never done a review of because I don't actually own it. Uh, some friends of mine actually own it. Uh, so this is kind of an update, new and improved, better looking, some new rules, some new cards. Uh, it's very much a push your luck game and what happens is each turn there's a captain and they are going to be flying this big kind of zeppelin-y kind of thing. And you just kind of travel to these faraway lands and try to collect treasure. And the other players kind of decide each round if they want to stick with the captain or jump ship and collect whatever point you're currently at. And the captain marker will rotate to the next player. Anybody that's left in the ship will be able to decide if they want to jump ship or keep going. And it's based on the cards that the players might have. So you'll be kind of reading other players a little bit. It's very light, kind of push your luck game. Let's take a look at the mechanics and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, here we've got everything set up as if it was a six-player game. I don't think I mentioned it plays two six players. And it's very, very simple, as I said. What you're going to be doing is traveling down this path, and you're visiting these different cities and faraway lands. Uh, very, very cool artwork you can see here on these tiles, and then also on the backs of these cards. So these are scoring cards that actually go uh, with these tiles. And you can see here a couple things. As this one, you're going to be required to roll three dice to move to it. And this can be worth 12 or more points. And all the way up here to the 25. Now the 25s and the other higher ones are fixed points. So all those cards will say 25 points on them. And each player has a little token here on their player color. And they have a little pawn there in their player color as well. And then players are going to be dealt a hand of five of these cards to start the game. And these are going to help you overcome the different challenges of flight and there's different special abilities and stuff. They all are indicated by these different icons uh, and the back of the rules watch the icons, but there's not too many. So how does a turn work? Well, the first player is going to take and they're going to look at the next tile here. And this is the case we're going to be moving to this one to start the game. We're going to see you need to roll two dice and that player is the captain. So they're going to take two of these dice and roll them. And then we can see this result here has a lightning bolt and then a little blue cloud there. There are sides that are blank and there's just different symbols that you need. So what this means is that that player needs to have those cards matching all the dice that were rolled for the players to be able to advance or else the ship is going to crash. Now before, as the captain, you say, okay, I've got the cards, I'm going to play the cards. Before you say anything, all the players going around to the left are going to decide either to jump ship and maybe they'll jump out and they'll put the pawn on their token there. Or they'll say, you know what, I'm in. I think you're good to go. And then let's say yellow and red are feeling unlucky. So they jump out and then they'll take a card here from the stack and they'll have that many points. And then the captain will reveal, maybe he reveals that he does have the card, so he discards these and then we move along and then the next player becomes the captain and then he will roll the dice there uh, looking at the next spot. So again, two more and we're going to roll that and then it's the same thing goes around. Everybody decides that they want to stay in or get out and if they jump out again, they take a card from this deck and you just keep going. Now if the captain doesn't have a matching card, anybody that hasn't jumped out, this is going to crash. Everybody's going to go back to the beginning. We'll reset uh, the ship here and then everybody will draw a card off the deck like so and then we'll go to the next captain. And so there's a real kind of interesting sort of flux of, you know, available cards. Everybody starts with five cards and they kind of get depleted over time and then you kind of crash a whole bunch and then you draw back up and there's kind of a tension between that. Now the game will end when, uh, well there's a few ways that the game will end based on the variance in the rules, but the main way, which I'm going to explain here, 
uh, is the first player to 50 points. We'll then announce that, and then anybody else that has 50 points or so will announce if they have a higher score, then the person with the higher score will win the game. Now, there are some special cards. Where did I put that? I think of here. So you can get, in this case here, the Spyglass. So you can use this after everybody has possibly decided to jump out or stay, and this will uh, succeed at canceling all of the dice. So if the captain says, I can't play, uh, then you can play this, and then that will basically cover all the dice that you couldn't play. If you keep it at the end of the game, it's gonna be worth two points. Uh, the other thing is there's always one card in this in these stacks that are uh, kind of out of bounds in terms of the number of points. Let's see, I think there's a 12-pointer in here. Yes. So there's like some 6s and some 9s and some 12s. You can see that says a 6+. Plus. And then each of these has this little uh, magic spyglass here. So you can get lucky if you jump out early and get something that's you know kind of double the number of points. Now there are also some special effects and cards in here. There is a wild card which allows you to sort of uh, cancel one of the dice. It doesn't have to match. And I should say, uh, if the captain does have the matching uh, cards, they do have to play them if they can succeed. Uh, but the wild, you don't actually have to play that if you want to hold on to that wild for later. There are other special effects. Let's take a look here, see if I can find them. Here we are, we can take a look here at the icon here. You can see this is a jetpack. So after the captain's declared they're gonna crash, you can jetpack at that last minute and then grab whatever treasure card you happen to be on. This one here, uh, when the aircraft is about to crash, then allows the captain to re-roll as many dice as they wish to try to, uh, to fix that. So after they've declared we can't do it, you try to redirect there. This one here is, uh, forces the captain to re-roll all the uneventful uh, blank dice. So you can say you have to roll those. But you can actually play that after the captain uh, plays his card. So it kind of is a bad one and take that kind of thing. And then this one here is when all the passengers have announced their intention, you can force the target passenger to get off the aircraft. So if they decided to stay, then you say, nope, uh, you have to actually get off the aircraft. Another kind of mean card. So that's the game, very simple. You, the captain rolls a dice, you see if they have the cards, everybody decides if they want to stay or not, maybe play some special abilities. And then the first one to 50 points is the winner. And you can play to be the, uh, when the first player collects five different cards, then that will trigger the end of the game. So it kind of interesting, makes you jump around a little bit. And then you'll see how many points wins there. There's also a variant where you can take out uh, these power cards and also those magic spy glasses and I, that's combined with the variant of scoring different ways So there's a few different ways you can play it, but let's jump to the review and I can talk more about that Okay, so that is a Celestia what I think of it Well, I don't really talk about it that much on the channel here because I don't have it But I, we really have a good time playing cloud nine uh, at my gaming group And it's been something I've enjoyed you know over the last few years uh, to me This is kind of the more definitive version of it uh, you, now the rules are slightly different because in cloud nine you didn't have the extra power cards uh, the wild cards looked a little bit worked a little bit differently but you kind of have the spyglass thing and it was a fixed number of points there's actually a point track so if you got to the spot that was worth 12 points and jumped out then you just got 12 points there was no randomness uh, to the points um, and I've played with folks that have sort of not like the extra bit of randomness. Now, I think it's really neat. I kind of like it. I played Cloud9 you know, enough times that this kind of adds a little spice and variety to it. Uh, so it just makes it a little bit more interesting and replayable, kind of breathe some fresh life into the game. But you could easily play 
the basic Cloud9, if you like that. Because to me, this, the core Cloud9 mechanic is still very interesting without all the special craziness. Uh, because you have the horse, that whole, whole sort of uh, flux of the card flow in the game, which I mentioned during the walkthrough of, okay, you know, it's beginning, you know, maybe it's a little bit easier, even though it's not necessarily always easier. You can have somebody just fail on the first one just because they don't have the card that matched the one die that, that they, they rolled, you know, the one uh, icon that was showing. So you can still have like an early crash. So sometimes it's not a bad idea just to jump out at the beginning. Um, but there's enough to that mechanic. It kind of feels like a um, uh, Diamond or Incan's Gold type of game, but I actually like this a little bit better. Um, there's enough to that that you don't need to add all that. Now you can play that. You just take out the power cards. You take out the special cards. And then instead of flipping these scoring cards over and you know looking at the points, you can just take one and just leave it face down and be like, that's worth nine points. And then you can just look and then ask people how many points do you have because that's going to also add a little bit of flavor to the gameplay is if somebody gets kind of far ahead you're like, I gotta push it, I gotta stay in, you know, and you, sometimes you stay in, you don't wanna stay in, but you have to, to to get up to the point. So you can just take these and say, this is worth nine, because that's what the spot is. Uh, so you can play that sort of vanilla way of playing. Um, and so that's actually a little bit easier to play with kids as well, especially when they're first getting into the game, because uh, the icons are kind of small and you've got to keep referring to that. So this is just that little extra layer of complexity for a kind of younger child to consume all that, you know, especially the first time they play a game. Uh, so you could play that basic Cloud9 and then you kind of work your way into, you know, the cool special abilities and the spy glasses and all that kind of stuff and then play around with how you do the scoring and all that kind of stuff. So. It's a little bit toolkitty in a way that you can actually play the more basic game and then add in some of the crazy dynamics, which I do personally. And now that I've kind of sort of sounded like I'm bashing on it, I actually really enjoy that way of playing it. Uh, it adds just that extra flavor. You know, do they have these other cards? Is he going to hook me in and keep me in there? Because maybe I'm trying to jump out and grab. If you're playing that variant where you have to have five different cards, it's like, oh, no, no, that's going to give you your last one. I'm going to hook you in there. So you can kind of hold those cards for those different moments and stuff. And I like that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a little bit take thatty, but it's also sort of tying and not just, you know, stupidly mean. There's, you know, ways to kind of play around that and stuff. So it's a very light silly game, but to me it's kind of like my favorite kind of version of that ink and gold. There's a few different games. Uh, there's that one, I can't remember the name of the Deep Blue Sea or something like that, where you kind of deep dive and go for treasure. It's a small game from Japan. That's a very fun one as well. Uh, this one, it kind of fits in that same thing, and I think this one is probably my favorite. I, I do kind of get a kick out of these kind of push your luck games and in a little bit light amount of bluffing and the bluffing isn't very heavy at all but it's just a fun filler really is what it is you play 20 minutes and then you have a good laugh and then you play it again <laughs> if you had a really good time or you just move on so i would definitely take a look at the celestia like i showed you the art's really good so it's going to look nice on the table and you have this cool boat ship thing that's neat okay that's celestia thanks